0: This is Dump on the Ump, Season 4, Episode 18. My name is Joel, thank you very much for listening. Walking us on tonight, Taylor Swift, Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar, and I fucking hate that song. I want to uh, be
1: clear and just say on the record that Joel chose that song to put on as our walk-up music today. Uh, This is sick, by the way, and I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for three fucking days now. So, fuck you, Joel.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Well, really, you can welcome Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs, who, I assume, chooses to walk on to that song when he's up to that. Eli, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, hey, everyone. This is Eli coming at you from PVD. Um, I, 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 I feel like if you're walking up to that song, do you think it's possible that that really gets induced up to, oh, I'm going to jam out to T-Swift and then hit a home run? Or... If he is like trying to get into the head of the pitcher that he might be batting against, uh, right? Who all of a sudden hears T Swift in,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I think there may be something to that. I heard that song, I had the Cubs game, it was Cubs Brewers on in the background. I wasn't really paying attention, I was reading my book on the couch. And then I hear this Taylor Swift song, and I go, what fucking bitch just played that song? And I felt myself get angry and upset. And I don't know. I've never played professional baseball. But do you want your pitcher to be angry and upset? Enraged, even?
1: I mean, I feel like a large portion of the population actually likes Taylor Swift. Otherwise, she wouldn't be so (laughs) popular. popular.
0: Yeah, And is Anthony Rizzo a member of that portion of the population? Because then oh. I have got a problem with Anthony Rizzo, who I thought I liked. I do not like the Chicago Cubs, okay? I actually kind of disgustingly hate the Chicago Cubs ever since I lived on the north side off of Hamilton Avenue for two years and after every goddamn game, win, lose, or draw, there would be drunk-ass Cubs fans on my front porch throwing up in my front yard, throwing up in my trash can, saying dumbass shit that only Chicago Cubs fans could even think. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Here's what the fucking worst part is, is that if they win, you've got all these happy-ass Chicago Cubs fans drunk on your front porch. And then you have to deal with that shit. But it's even worse when they lose, and they're drunk and sad and angry, and they feel like breaking your shit. Or knocking your trash cans over or fucking throwing a raccoon through your front window. Ah Cubs fan. So
1: wait, did they really throw a raccoon through your front window? No, but that would have been cool. Uh, so what you said that makes you more or less of a T Swift
2: fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right. Uh the best part though, one of my, my fondest Chicago sports memories was after they got eliminated in the I think it was the 08 playoffs. And I was just riding the red line and it was silent, filled with Cubs fans. Silent, sullen, somber. It was a very beautiful moment for all of us. <laughs>
2: Now you weren't there when they won it all,
0: right? Right, I was in Champaign.
1: Okay. So,
0: <clears throat>
1: but, so are you saying that Cubs fans can't handle their liquor? Because that's what it sounds like.
0: Well, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to Cubs fans can't handle their liquor. It's part of Wrigleyville, right, that there are just bars everywhere. But I think there's a lot of... I don't know. It's not even a bandwagon fan element. It's a, a Johnny Come Lately fan element,
1: right? You think yeah. that those they're not hardcore fans?
0: I think I think a lot of them are not hardcore fans. Now I do know hardcore Cub fans, but I think a lot of it is is recent bandwagony bandwagon esque Yeah, I mean, be, and and the, I only hesitate to say that because. They were getting very popular before they got good. You know what I'm saying? It became trendy to root for the Chicago Cubs. Kind of because of the lovable loser label that had been placed upon them. And then they won the World Series. Well, and then they got good and won the World Series. But they went even... You know, they were good for about what 2006 to 2009 and then they went into the tank and they were still a very profitable baseball team even right you know right after Epstein took over they tore everything down and rebuilt from the bottom up now that's what everybody's trying to do Right.
1: anyway you're saying you see more like Bryant jerseys than Sosa jerseys when you go to the ballpark.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Or even more Bryant jerseys than Carlos Zambrano jerseys. Yeah, Carlos Zambrano, yeah, but nobody that. liked that guy. No, nobody did like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of it. how about Fukudome? He played for them for a while. Of or, or all this, uh, no, of all this, Chapman, fuck that guy. Uh, Ramirez. Amaris Ramirez? Amaris Ramirez? Yeah, he was pretty good. They had a good team in that like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Was it Soriano there for a little time? Yeah. Who's their ace? I forget. Anyway, fuck Taylor Swift and fuck the Cubs. That's all I have to say. And they're lightweight ass fans. And they're lightweight ass fans. All right, Cubs fans, what do you got to say now? (laughs) Yeah. We're on the record as saying that
1: Cubs fans can't drink and they suck at alcohol. Yes. And they probably should stick to their, I don't know, Kool-Aid
0: packets. And they're all Taylor Swift fans. They're all
1: Taylor Swift fans and they can go eat some fucking Tide Pods for all I care.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies Some and gentlemen. Bold
1: statements to be making of a <laughs>
2: serious blue-collar Rust <rust-filled> town.
0: <laughs> it's not though. really. Chicago, yeah. Used to be. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't they know. like. They eat a
1: hot dog and drink two beers, and then they're puking all over the place.
0: Yeah, puking up <laughs> pickles, though. So don't talk shit about Chicago hot dogs. I know you like Chicago oh, that hot dogs. dogs. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But they're not non alcoholic, luckily. Yet. Oh, yeah, thus far.
0: <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dump on the Ump. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Welcome, all of our Cubs fans listeners. Glad you could tune in.
3: <laughs> Hi, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are probably listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, subscribe at the Apple Podcast Store, rate us, and review us. Uh, thanks so much for everybody who listened to last week's episode, which was what was last week's episode? It was a good one. It was a really good one. Oh, the playoffs! We talked about NBA and NH- NHL playoffs. Oh yeah, it was yeah, that was a pretty good one. and another best. It was pretty good. Uh, we also had. Our- <laughs> Well, I was looking at our list big sexy check out big sexy that one is a is a great episode and oh Sam hates the Miami Marlins we've been we've had a couple of really good episodes lately so uh, check those out uh, Let's do some shout outs uh, to everybody who's listened to us this last week. Uh, thank you Brooklyn New York number one yeah, yeah. number two Des Moines Iowa still. I think we're breaking into that that uh, Des Moines market. What's there? Um, there's a the AAA the team. Carcasses. The caucuses yeah, we talked about, we talked about the caucuses <laughs> Des Moines should have a AAA team. Let me look that up. It might be the Cubs AAA team. There's
1: a college there, right?
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe Iowa State is Iowa State in Des Moines. Maybe. Yeah. We don't Somethings. know. We don't know. Something is there. Um, number three, Chicago. But you know, I think we can safely say that's not going to happen next week.
2: Uh, or there might be a lot of people who just hate listening to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I hope so.
1: <laughs> they just like listen to our podcast to get their blood boiling.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> hmm? What? How dare they say that?
2: We 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 give them a reason to drink.
0: Ooh, that could be a, like, logo or something. Oh, yeah, the Iowa Cubs. (laughs) The Iowa Cubs also play in Des Moines. So, fuck you too, Des Moines. (laughs) 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 Um, No, 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 we love you. Seriously, we love you. Number four, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. We got that Dominican Republic listening viewership, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, awesome. Those guys can drink.
0: Those guys can drink. Those guys have good rum. I always love listening to Dominicans talk shit about other nations' rum. Who? I feel like- yeah, who are, who are the best DR baseball players? Well, who's the most famous? How many can you name? From the Dominican Republic? Yeah. I don't know all of them. Yeah, who you got? Pedro
1: Martinez, Manny Ramirez,
0: Yeah,
1: Alex Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, but he was born in Washington Heights, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah. Manny Manny was.
0: was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah.
1: David Ortiz. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa? Jose Bautista. Oh, nice. Our,
0: Our fan, Jose Bautista.
1: Big Sexy. Robinson Cano? Robinson Cano? Pujols. Pretty, wow. pretty much everybody. <laughs> pretty much
0: everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bartolo Cologne, isn't he Dominican? Uh yes. Bartolo Cologne, Henry <laughs> Ramirez, Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes. Miguel Tejada, Nelson Cruz, Soriano.
1: There was a year a Ed couple Williams years production. back where Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah. Uh There was a year a couple years back where the Blue Jays had nine, they started nine players from the Dominican Republic. It was the first time that had
0: ever happened. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rafael Devers is from
1: the field. Devers.
2: Hot spot for talent is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for listening, Dominican Republic. Number five, North Liberty, Iowa. Number six and seven, Champaign and then Urbana. Hello. Number eight, Providence. Uh, number nine, here's Cuttingsville, Vermont. I wanted to ask you guys about that. Do you know anything about Cuttingsville, Vermont? Cuttingsville? Cuttingsville. Sounds like a fake town. It does sound like a fake town.
1: That sounds like a made-up name.
0: (laughs) Cuttingville, Vermont. Where
2: the Super Troopers movie is based or
0: something. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) I don't really need to see the sequel. They just came out with a sequel. You think it'll ruin the original for you? (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I just think it's weird when you wait, I guess it's not 20 years, 15 years between movies. That's weird, Right. Uh yeah
1: yeah it's weird. Yeah. Uh, they did that with Zoolander too, and Zoolander yeah. sucked.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did, they to do? did you
2: did you watch the new um, Wet Hot American Summer?
0: No.
1: Episode the Netflix. Yeah. Uh yeah I did yeah. I, I didn't really like the original so. Hmm. Oh. I like, Which I never it's, mind. It's a controversial statement, I realize. But. Yeah. It's because you have no taste.
0: <laughs> I like the original. I did not see the sequel. Um, welcome back, Centerville, Maryland, Seattle, Washington. Hey, Ashbone, Virginia is back this week. What's up? Oh, yeah. CIA slash Washington Redskins fans, possibly. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Bangalore, India, Delicious Mexico, which t-
1: Delicious Mexico? Yeah,
0: D E L I C I A S.
1: I've been to that restaurant, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like I've been to a restaurant called Delicious Mexico. So that's a joke. It's a joke. It's
0: a good joke. I got it. Osaka, Japan, Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, we should get in our Showa Otani reference for Osaka um, and Montpelier, Vermont Guys, I'm worried there's no South Korea on the list this week. I hope uh, our buddy's okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, there's been too much chit chat Yeah. yeah we People's Com- Republic is, <laughs> is narrowing in
0: We may have compromised his location too much Um, Anyway, so hey, thanks for everybody who listened. Uh, That's awesome. Please keep listening, even if we talk shit about your favorite teams. Was it because we talk shit about your favorite teams? Let us know. Yeah, and then respond to us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) April April was our third best month uh, of all time. We're now over 2,100 listens on SoundCloud. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. So... Baseball. The Red Sox are pretty good. Yeah, they've kind of had
1: a, went into a big serious slide, though.
0: Right. Tell me about that. Against (laughs) Tampa Bay, right?
1: Well, Tampa Bay took two out of three from them. Oakland took two out of three from them. And then, like, Toronto took two out of three from them? Is Mm -hmm. that that what happened? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Five of eight or something like that. Uh, And basically, it's time to freak out, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: I'm, like, prepared to seriously overreact to this (laughs) normal stretch of baseball.
0: Exactly. Well, even going, I think they went two and five over a seven-game stretch. Their April was still one of their best months in the history of the Boston Red Sox. Uh,
1: I think it is the best April that they've ever had. I think so, too. <clears throat> and they hit six Grand Slams, which ties a Major League record for most Grand Slams before May 1st by any team.
0: And that's amazing because, correct me if I'm wrong, they had zero Grand Slams last year.
1: Uh, I would correct you if you were wrong. Right. That is correct.
0: Right. But well, I'm not.
1: But you're not wrong.
0: No. No.
1: Uh, they're also the first team
2: in the MLB to 20 wins, I believe, and they're now 21 and seven. Is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take a more tempered approach uh, than Sam and say that we're just we're just sort of leveling
1: out as a ball club.
2: No,
0: um, no, it's time for- up. Full on panic, man. It's, it's May yeah. 1st. It's time for full it's on time panic.
1: Time to tear that team apart and sell it for parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just start, fo- let's focus on next year. <laughs> uh, fire Alex Cora. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll start that wow. blog. Fire the manager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the general manager. <laughs> We're 21 and 7. Fire everyone.
2: Well, it, it is kind of crazy how, the, how high the expectations are for the Boston Red Sox and um, how that's reflected in its fan base and then in the decisions that are made by the ball club itself. Because if you think about this, um, John Farrell, who is, of course, the manager before this year and was for several years, um, saw World Series championships both as a head coach and as a pitching coach assistant coach, Um, he won, he led the Boston Red Sox to two consecutive years of winning the division, and granted, in both of those years, they lost in the first um, round of the playoffs, management after that second year... Decided it was time for him to go. So leading the team to be the best in their division two times in a year. Not
0: enough.
2: Two was not enough. They weren't performing well enough for him to stick around.
1: My theory was, though, they wanted to fire him like twice over the past four years leading up to that. And both times he had got cancer and they couldn't. Huh. Like, there were a couple times where he was really on the hot seat, and then he got cancer. That's interesting. And, yeah. Right? Wasn't that yeah, John Right. Yep, yep, absolutely. And that that happened two times. It's very suspicious. Same thing with <laughs> Jerry Remy.
0: He keeps getting cancer?
1: Right. And they keep trying to find him? cancer right when he's, like, in a bad PR sort of, like, spiral.
0: Huh. Where did he get the bad PR from?
1: Uh, when he, like, went on that, like, rant about how foreign pitchers should learn baseball language.
0: Oh, yes. I remember that. That was not a good look.
1: Um, and then he announced a, re- like, cancer relapse? No. That's uh, substance the obv- abuse. What is...
0: The, uh, I know what you mean. It came back. The cancer came back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In there. The next week. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's something in Fenway. Yeah,
0: that's kind of... <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> that
1: entire place made out of asbestos. the
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> We go, what a lovely old ballpark that gives everybody cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
0: that's kind of a yeah. depressing thought. Um... Well, who do who the Red Sox play next? What's their schedule looking like? Uh, they're playing Kansas City Royals right now.
1: And then I think they're playing Texas or something?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. So, speaking of the Kansas City Royals, uh, the Chicago White Sox, I may have mentioned this last week, but the White Sox are now 5-2 and two when playing against Kansas City which means that they are 3-16 against the rest of the week. And
1: th- did they start off the, the year against Kansas City?
0: Yes. Unfortunately, they don't get to play Kansas City for the entire month of May. So it could be a very <laughs> ugly month of May for the Chicago White Sox, who are now 8-18. Eight and 18, But only how many games out of first place in the AL Central? I think six and a half. Okay, so they're eight and 18, but they're only six and a half out of folks in the division. All I'm saying is we got a shot, and we'll hold two games ahead of Kansas City, who's in last place?: yep.
1: Well, aren't three out of five teams in or three out of four wait? Three teams in the AL Central are on pace to lose more than a hundred games.:
0: Uh yes. I mean, definitely the White Sox, definitely Kansas City. The Twins are 9 and 15. So I don't know if that's on pace to lose 100 games or not. That's less than 400 winning percentage. Here's a fun fact exactly zero teams in the AL Central have a positive run differential right now. Zero teams? Yes. Cleveland is 15 wins, 12 losses with a negative one run differential. Damn. Yeah. So, basically, nobody is going to win the AL Central.
1: <laughs> the first time in baseball history.
0: Yeah. Um. Everyone's
2: thinker. this division
1: doesn't deserve to go to the playoffs. <laughs> it
0: doesn't. Yeah, they'll,
1: they'll give that division to the third-place finalist in the AL East.
0: Well, you've got, right now, and I understand it's only May, but right now, if the playoffs were to start, you would have... 16-11 and 11 Seattle, shout out Jesse, 16-12 Toronto, 16-12 LA Angels, and only one of those teams would get to get to the playoffs. Right. Those three teams would be fighting each other for the last wild card spot. And they're all ahead of Cleveland, who would
1: be the oh, AL Central. They'd be also fighting for, oh, right,
0: never mind. Cleveland would have the AL Central. Yankees would be the first wild card at 18-10. and 10. And then Toronto, Seattle, or the Angels to be fighting it out for the second wild card. So if I were basically the Seattle Mariners or the Toronto Blue Jays, I'd be super pissed right now. But let me get back to the White Sox, because they're real bad. They're real bad at baseball. I love it. and And they are one of... Shoot, I just looked this up. It's either 7 or 10... Seven teams are on pace to lose a hundred plus games. So far, based on the month of April. Wow. This is a tweet I retweeted by uh, Jeff Passan, who I don't know. "Quote: Seven teams are on place pace to lose one hundred plus games. The have-have not divide is clearer than ever, and the result is filled with cognitive dissonance. How do you reconcile great individual achievement?" with the ugly trends that abound. And so you have all these teams basically being non-competitive after a month of baseball. And is that, I guess my question for you guys, is that bad for MLB? Is that bad for the fans? I read a lot of The Sky is Falling hand-wringing about this over the weekend. And I don't think I am particularly convinced that this is bad for baseball, but I am open to the argument and wanted to know what you thought.
1: Well, I think that it's kind of a moot point because I think that <clears throat> the way that they're like posturing, they're going to try to expand the playoffs, and it'll just turn into the NF-NBA where everybody makes it to the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter how bad your team is because you'll probably go to the playoffs anyway.
0: Do you think they'll expand the playoffs again?
1: They already have, like, twice in my lifetime. Yeah. And they did, what, two years ago? And they are talking about doing it again already. Wow. So.
0: Yeah, that would that would be disappointing. Although, I honestly, I really like the wild card game. I like that sudden-death, overtime feel to that game. I don't like it. Yeah, why not?
1: Well, because that's not the way baseball is. Baseball's a serious game, you know? Mm -hmm. There's not a single time in the regular season or in baseball through the ages up until two years ago where there was, like, a single elimination game. Oh, I guess unless, like, two teams had identical... Sure. But they don't even do that anymore because... You've got the wild card. Unless it's a wild card, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it weakens the argument that you need to win your division. And the thing that baseball has is win your division. It used to be win your league. Yeah. Maybe they should just go back to two divisions. That would be interesting. Two, two eight-team divisions. Hmm. That probably would not be practical.
2: Yeah, I think that there's just a lot of hand-wringing in general about, like, the future success of the major sports that are out there. And uh, in baseball, of course, you can see it with um, – it, it shows pretty brightly when there's nobody in the stands at home games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is especially daunting in, in baseball because baseball stadiums are so freaking big. Uh, Or they can be. I think once you get, even, you know, you get into the dog days of summer, teams are going to still get fans to come out and enjoy a game, you know, to the ballpark, drink beer.
0: Yeah, and that's Um, what we've talked about the last couple of weeks is how to get your fans to come out to the ballpark, even if you have a shitty team that's losing a lot of baseball games.
2: Right. And, you know, I, I I guess it would be interesting to take a look at attendance across the league, you know, not just individual teams, but I'd be interested to see how MLB attendance has changed over all ball teams. Because, of course, people do show up way more often when you're good. That, right. And it's only a few franchises that can actually continually turn out a home crowd, even in bad seasons.
0: Uh, Who would you, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Yankees, who else would you add to that list?
2: Maybe St. Louis.
0: Yeah, maybe St. Louis.
2: The Dodgers, maybe?
0: Probably. I feel like when the, I feel like LA is not a, LA is a basketball town more than a baseball town. I don't know. I
2: I, yeah, I would. I feel like the Dodgers are pretty popular, though.
0: Yeah, but the Dodgers had got good. I'd be interested for that time in the '90s, early 2000s, when the Dodgers were pretty bad. How they did.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Texas Stadium is often full, even even if they're not
0: uh, having a great season. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So,
2: so you, you know, I I think looking at total attendance across franchises and those changes over time, then you could probably get a sense, okay, on balance, how badly is the um, league doing in terms of its fan base? And I bet you it's not as drastic as yeah. the naysayers and pessimists would like you to believe.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Point,
2: you know, you can't. You can't lose games forever and expect people to
0: show up. You have to have some kind of plan, but like you need to give fans hope. But Sam, you said this a couple weeks ago. You need to give them a reason to to cheer. I think.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like for years. Yeah, you just need to. You need a superstar. You need a good storyline. You need good. You need excitement. You know. You don't yeah. need to win. I don't think.
0: No. Ooh. Okay. So, 2018 attendance. Do you guys want to go by numbers of fans or percentage of stadium filled?
2: The total number of fans. I think is probably okay. going to be the easiest to tell. I've got time. them both.
0: I got them both right here. It's really interesting. Are we guessing? Yeah. Uh, Oh, hold on. Uh, This is really interesting, except I have a pop-up ad. My question, I want you guys (laughs) to think about this. (laughs) I want you guys to think about this. Because we've talked about how much we hate the Miami Marlins and what Jeter is doing to the Miami Marlins right now. Yeah. Mostly because we hate Jeter, but also he's... uh, What's that called in that Simpsons episode where... The monorail comes to town, Marge vs. the monorail. Uh huh. I feel like Derek Jeter is essentially trying to sell Miami, the city of Miami, a monorail. Oh, yeah, and just he's gonna leave with all the money and leave the city of Miami and all of their Cuban and Dominican fans with nothing because he's a swindler, right? Yeah, what's that guy's name? Oh, I have no idea. Wasn't it voiced by the same guy, uh, Phil Hartman, who voiced Probably. all those, B, those B-list characters? Yeah, he'll come to me. Landry something? I'll
1: text Jesse, he'll know. Yeah,
0: text Jesse, he'll know. <laughs> okay, so by percentage, uh, which home fields have filled up the most so far in the twenty eighteen MLB season. Red Sox are top five, but they are not number one. Uh, I, I think you'll be surprised. Houston? Houston is number five. Eighty seven percent. Um uh, I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. No, Philadelphia is 16th with 59 percent capacity. Philly hmm. fans are not for, for the
2: for the season so far. For the season what?
0: so far, so basically for the month of April. Okay,
2: so I would have to guess probably somewhere that's warm.
0: Yes,
1: um, mostly. And is it Milwaukee? I mean, San Diego? How
0: about <laughs> the, no, the Angels. Angels. Angels are fourth. Yeah, Angels are fourth at 88.4%. Top 2 are going to be a surprise. I would not have guessed. So you got Boston 3, LA Angels, so Boston is third, 88.9% capacity. LA Angels fourth, 88.4. Houston fifth, 87.7. Cubs sixth, 86.4. I would have put Cubs in Boston near the top. However, I do think weather has affected that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: St. Louis? Did you say that? St. Louis, number two.
0: 90.3 percentage. And who's number
1: one? Or we're still
0: guessing? You haven't guessed. I can give you... It's, It's a weird one. It's not one... It's one that would make sense when you think about it. But I would not guess it naturally. Warm weather... Nationals? Not the Nationals. Warm weather... Long history, recent success, but not too recent. Has gone Atlanta, not Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, not Hot Atlanta. Either. Hmm.
2: The Rangers.
0: Rangers, no. Rangers are nineteenth, fifty-five percent capacity.
1: Oh, uh, San Francisco.
0: Yes, Giants. Ninety-three
1: point seven percent. Yes. that's probably because some like tech bro screwed up his algorithm and his a, like AI program bought all of the tickets <laughs> for all <of> the games.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably. He was
2: trying to invest in Bitcoin, but he just bought a San Francisco Giants tickets instead. Exactly.
0: All right, now you want to do the bottom? Ooh, the bottom is sad. The bottom's real bad.
1: Pittsburgh, uh, I think, is probably at the bottom. Yeah,
0: second to last. Number 29 with only 36% capacity. which And Miami pro- being the bottom and bottom. And Miami being the bottom bottom. Way down there, 11,891 fans per game. 31.8% capacity.
2: That is painful.
0: Yeah. The White Sox are next. 37.6% capacity. <laughs> Fifteen thousand two hundred fifty-one fans per game. Ugh, we suck.
2: See, but I think that these northern cities—they at least will see that bump up with the weather. Yeah, the weather, with the weather. I
0: agree it. with that. But Pittsburgh—they do—they have something going for them.
1: They're they're overperforming their team. Yeah. But their fan base was fucking pissed. Oh, because,
0: because they, they sold pissed.
1: everything. Because they sold off everyone yeah. for peanuts. And then the like the city wrote a letter to like Major League Baseball with whatever a hundred thousand signatures, which was a letter of no uh, letter of lack of support for the ownership group of the Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: So let's let's get back to a question I asked a few minutes ago. Then, to what degree does a Major League Baseball team have an obligation to field? a competitive baseball team for the fan base. I asked this, I was actually reading about the the Minnesota Twins, who, I didn't know this, were slated for contraction alongside the Montreal Expos in 2001. And the state of Minnesota sued. They sued Major League Baseball, saying that the Twins had a ethical-slash-legal obligation to perform baseball as a public good in the city of Minneapolis. So there's actually legal precedent, you know, thinking about what the city of Pittsburgh just did, there's actually legal precedent, precedent to sue baseball teams claiming that they are a public good. And... The Supreme Court precedent for that goes back to the 1922 decision, the Federal Baseball Club v. the National League, in which the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, excuse me, ruled that the Sherman Antitrust Act does not apply to Major League Baseball. And the reason, so this is the whole thing that MLB is not subject to. The rules of anti-monopoly laws, like they are allowed to have a monopoly on professional baseball because they ruled that baseball is, in a sense, a public good for entertainment reasons and not merely a private business.
2: Whew. Yeah. Sounds like someone got stuck on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Right, because now we're all like, well, it's a business, so you got to do what's best for business.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I I, here's the thing: is that I uh, you can you can talk yourself blue in the face about I plan to and um, exactly what that means and what loyalty should be shown to players and how much of the fan base's opinion truly matters in in the grand scheme of what you're trying to accomplish as, like you say, a business and also as a franchise um, and a brand. Uh, But then, you know, the Pirates fans might be real pissed off right now, but they've won 17 games. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like everything's just being done down to dollars and cents so I think there are people who are trying to make moves to the best of their ability as it relates to baseball itself and it's the skills that go into it um, and I often look at trades and um, free agency around the league and I'm like I you know I don't understand it what why would you sell this guy why would you trade for that guy? why would you do these things but you know, to some degree, people are in the positions that they're in because they're, they're presumably good at this and some
1: better than others. Yeah.
0: Well, this gets me back to... Well, Hold
1: on. You're the, just... The Derek Jeter is exempt from that last statement, right? I think Absolutely. Nobody yes. thinks, yeah. Nobody here is thinking that Derek Jeter <laughs> has, like, the best <laughs> interest of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> just to be... Clear. No. <laughs> I, let, let's
2: let's uh, always put the disclaimer on all analysis that we assume... That Derek Jeter is still a member of the New York Yankees yeah. organization.
1: He's <laughs> not in any means doing his best to make the Miami Marlins a better baseball team. Quite the opposite. Yeah. He is doing his that best of, to make the Yankees a better baseball team. Right, yeah. right.
0: And he is Dave still Lynn. a part
1: of the Yankee organization. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that
2: for all of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unspoken uh, disclaimer among us, but it's good to remind our our listeners that Derek Jeter is exempt.
0: (laughs) Okay, but this gets me back to the question of why are so many teams tanking? Because I think the argument can be made that it is in the best interest of the baseball club and its long-term success to tank. That what's not in the best interest is to be Sorry about this. To be the Seattle Mariners. Who are constantly good but not great. Trying and failing. Trying and failing. Always being competitive but never getting in the playoffs. And now the way that Major League Baseball is structured, the strategy is if you can't win 90 games, sell everything, bottom out, trade for draft picks, and try to build back up, which means you'll be terrible for three to five years. Right. I don't
1: feel like – I feel like there's got to be a balance struck. Yes. I feel like baseball is like very volatile right now and has been for a number of years, kind of starting with the whole money ball sweeping epidemic of baseball where all of a sudden everybody is walking all the time. And now it's like home runs are bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's stealing as many bases as possible. And it's like a complete opposite of what the money ball thing is all about. And it's like teams, you know, used to be like you get your franchise player and you just build around them. And now it's all about like, you know, changing launch angle and like cutting your, you know, people aren't trying to spend the same amount of money on free agents as they used to be. Um, you know, in this offseason, we talked a lot about it, how nobody was signing anybody. All these players who were like expecting huge paydays were kind of just sitting on the sidelines, which is like, you know, in stark contrast to like many years past. Right. Um,
0: and I read about and it. We
1: talked to about To the them, point or? where they were saying it was collusion between right. the owner.
0: Right. But it's not. It, it was all these different owners had no interest in spending money because they wanted to take. Right. So it's not worth it to hire a B-level player who will win you two or three more games over the season and you have to pay him $10 million.
1: I think that probably... Just... I don't... Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Okay. I feel like there's probably some, you know... Stanford nerd in the in a room crunch some numbers that were like, it is more profitable as a baseball team to go to the World Series once every 10 years than it is to be in the top three in your division every single year for 10 years.
0: And that guy's dumbass roommate is the one who made that algorithm that bought all those San Francisco Giants right. tickets.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Well,
2: here's something that I don't quite understand about the tank, tank it method. Uh Because, uh, you know, that's something that we've seen for years in the MLB. I mean, in the NBA, rather. I'm sorry. Um, In which teams will tank because of the structure of the draft is that you can get within the lottery of the top picks overall. Uh, And that makes sense to me, in the NBA because you can get someone straight out of college who can be a real game-changer to your team, Uh, case in point being Jason Tatum for those Celtics right now who's killing it uh, at a consistent basis as a rookie. But in the MLB draft picks, you know, you might go years before you ever see any of the benefit from – one of your draft picks because right. they may take the farm system to get to a place where they need to be, to be this, be successful in the MLB. Yeah. It's just, it's such a different, it's such a different level of, uh, yeah. Development as players. And so I, I, I guess I don't understand why tank, like, is, is there really that much of a benefit that you get out
0: of, well and you need you need a whole bunch of picks like it's not enough to be oh we got this one really good prospect who's in double A AA or triple A you need seven or eight and you hope that two or three of them work out which means you end up doubling down on the strategy
1: it's also about like when you tank it's also about trimming payroll like um you know, the, the White Sox are the prime example of that, where <clears throat> they ter- they're they terrible right now. Yeah. Um, but if they can, I mean, it's not looking like they will, but some of these teams that are really bad, like the Pirates and the uh, the White Sox, um, who else? Maybe the, nah, probably not the Twins, but <clears throat> some of these teams that have some money... And have like no payroll right now are in prime position to kind of lure some of the big names in free agency over the next couple of years to come be like the centerpiece of their uh, emerging dynasty kind of. Like you can put a pitch in front of Manny Machado to come to play shortstop for the Chicago White Sox and be like, look at all this shit that we have. We're going to be good for the meat of your career. Yeah. Like, we're going to be a dynasty, and you're going to be the best player on it, you know?
0: Right, and the White Sox, specifically right now, are looking like they have several prospects who will be good very soon. You know, you include Yohan Moncada with that. They've got this guy, Yohan Jimenez, Michael Kopech. Like, they've got a lot of people coming up. And honestly, I'm biased, but the offense is fine. They have no pitching, which I'm still concerned with. If I were the Chicago White Sox, they have some prospects in the pitching pipeline, but their pitching is absolutely terrible. I would try to get. Are they gonna
2: hire Pablo Sandoval?
0: They would. He'd probably be the best guy coming out of their bullpen.
2: I think that (laughs) just so that our listeners understand, Pablo Sandoval, who's a three-time uh, World Series champion, third baseman, um, just recently came out of the bullpen for what team, guys?
0: San Francisco.
2: San Francisco, and pitch a perfect
0: inning. He's Not of that, bad for a
1: third baseman. He's part
0: of that 2011 All-Star team that the Giants have.
1: I have nothing. I fucking hate that guy.
0: <laughs> Why do you hate it? <laughs> What do you do Because to you? the Red Sox he are still
1: paying us. so much yeah. money. Oh. And he did nothing except for gain like 100 pounds <laughs> and never play for us when he came to Boston.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was one of the worst investments <laughs> that we've ever made and continue yeah. to be
1: paying.
0: Three times? Yeah. Who did he win uh, world championships with, Ewa?
1: The Giants. The Giants, oh. all three times.
0: So he went to the Red Sox and then went back to the Giants and still getting paid but for the Red Sox? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like he really hated the Red Sox and he's like, I'm going to play the long game on this one.
0: (laughs) Just hang out in that nice San Francisco weather. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's that nice out there, is it? No, but it doesn't snow. It's probably snowed once. I don't know. Yeah, so all these teams are tanking, and so all these teams are. I mean, they can't all be success stories. They can't all be the Houston Astros or the Cubs who tanked and it worked out.
1: Right, I think that people are gonna like try that though, yeah, and then they're gonna realize that that's not. They can't do that anymore. Like that's what happened with Moneyball. It's so like everyone did it all of a sudden and it was no longer a meth- like a a successful a yeah. viable option because everybody was doing the same thing.
0: And exactly. And what to to what degree does it only work if you're ahead of the curve on right. that kind of innovation? Mhm. I see. That. Well there's only,
1: there's only like a generation or two of those teams before it catches on and everybody is doing it.
0: And then you got to race to the next thing.
1: Right. It makes
2: me think of that South Park episode where they they're playing Little League, and they all want to lose, so they're trying to lose out so they don't have to play throughout the summer because everyone all of them hate baseball that's exactly what happens. everyone gets really good at losing, so like they're competing to be the worst, and it's actually competitive. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe the market forces will take effect and things will balance out. But to
1: answer your question, Joel, I do think that baseball teams are more than just, like they are more meaningful to cities and communities and regions at large than just the, the, um, you know, than just the, what's the word, than just a few championships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, the Red Sox are probably, you know, Boston's probably one of the most expectant, like, regions for championships probably in the country. Yeah. And still with the Red Sox, like, you got to beat the Yankees, you know? Like, that's, nothing's going to make somebody turn, like, the, the... city of Boston turn on the team faster than if they're getting spanked by the Yankees all the time, you know? Right, right. That's the important uh, thing. Hmm, that's interesting. There, there's more There's more important thing. There's, like, regional rivalries. There's, yeah. like, uh, you know, tradition of going to the ballpark and seeing a competitive game, you know? Like, there's more to it than just getting to the playoffs or getting to the World Series.
0: Well, and go back to maybe the Pittsburgh Pirates who have, have been to the playoffs a couple of times but have not gotten close to a World Series championship since, what, the 1970s? Mm-hmm. And I would wager that they are still a valuable part of the Pittsburgh community, even though they're second to last in attendance right now. Um, I would say similar things about maybe the Milwaukee Brewers and the Seattle Mariners where these are teams who have not been competing for World Championships in the last decade or so and yet I have a hard time seeing them as invaluable to their communities so then the question is what do they owe the communities and by what function, what leverage can the community have over the team to make them uphold their end of the bargain?
1: Well, not so much anymore, I don't think, because every team in the major leagues has a cable TV contract. Right. Which is where all their money comes from.
0: Right, not attendance.
1: Not attendance. Yeah. Not even really viewership on that network. It's like ad sales, you know? Yeah. So, like, it would have to take, like, a large number of consecutive seasons where nobody watches them on TV for them to really essentially be held ransom by their fan base.
0: Yeah. Huh.
2: Yeah. And also i like, we talked last week or maybe the week before, um, when you're playing in a pretty bad season with a bad team, that's when you see all sort of the fun amenities <laughs> pop up, like people, uh, racing mascots across the field or yeah. slip and slide, you know, from the stands because there are only three people there.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, like Bobblehead Day of a player that retired three decades ago, you know? The last time we were <laughs> Right, from the last time, like Bobby Bonilla Bobblehead Day at Kaminsky Park or whatever the <laughs> candlestick park. What's the one in Pittsburgh? PNC. PNC. I
0: wonder how uh, many stadiums are named after banks. A lot of them. Citizens. Yeah Pennsylvania in Philly. City Field. Uh, Those are the only ones I can think of.
2: All right. Sunny So Enron
0: Field. Yeah, Enron Field. Holy shit. All right. Well, that (laughs) was kind of a depressing conclusion that we came to today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Money means more
1: than people. Money means more than
0: people is what it comes down to. Right? <laughs> and that's what
1: it all comes down to, really. Yeah. It's like it's like, oh, it's the heart and soul of the team. Let's go to Citibank Park yeah. and like, you know. It's like, no. <laughs> heart and soul of the team is money.
0: Yep. And making more money and saving money for your owners and investors.
1: It's about not spending money and taking other people's money. That's what it's about.
0: Yeah, and making them buy you a stadium. How little money
1: can we spend to maximize the amount of money we're fleecing from those suckers who come to our games?
0: Right, right, right. Thank you very much, Derek fucking Jeter. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Jeter. Ah, fucking A. Okay. All right, well... This has been Dump on the Ump. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this episode. I think we've we covered a lot of good stuff, but, uh, hmm. Come to some disappointing and <laughs> depressing conclusions.
2: Well, maybe we should end on a lighthearted note. You got any Quidditch news for us this week, Jill? I got
0: I got no Quidditch news, but I was going to bring up uh, some XLB ideas. Sam, you were texting me about this, so... Roger Sherman yeah. on Twitter, uh, he works for mostly the dot com. He had a fascinating idea that if a team gets no hit at any time during the regular season, they immediately become ineligible for the postseason. And what? so and so did you hear that?
1: Wait, so if they're no hit in a the game, then they are...
0: If you get no hit, if you are the victim of a no hit, a no, at any time during the regular season, you immediately become ineligible for the postseason, regardless of your record. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I thought... It was genius. I thought it was genius, honestly. Uh, but, but that doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, because like
1: really good, like the Red Sox got no hit. They're yeah. the best team in the major leagues right now.
0: That's why he brought it up. First of all, he's a Yankees fan.
1: Second- oh, yeah, that sounds like something a Yankees fan would say.
0: <laughs> but second of all, that would be the the idea is that. If you get to the seventh inning and you're being no hit and you are first or second in your division, then your strategy would completely change. You're you would do whatever you could to get a hit. You would start freaking the fuck out is what you would start doing. <laughs> and he also added a caveat that it had to be a single pitcher uh throwing the no hitter. The other team could not change pitchers. Yeah, I got it. I got it, Sam. I got it, Sam. You do? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, like, I thought that was great. And then, Sam, you texted me your idea for automatic <laughs> playoff entrance, which I thought was brilliant.
1: Yeah. The idea is that a team automatically gets a spot in the playoffs during, like, for the entire season. So like during spring training, the manager of the team is like locked in a room with a knife and a grizzly bear. <clears throat> and if he walks out of that room wearing the grizzly bear skin, then his team automatically goes to the playoffs that year. But he has to wear this that like bloody bear skin the entire season. That's the deal.
0: Oh, yeah. That would have to make sense.
1: Right. So there's just like this weird barbarian like character wearing like bearskin, skin in the dugout in Arizona in August, you know?
0: Okay, but do they have to feel the team each game? Because if I knew my team was guaranteed to go to the playoffs, how would that change my strategy throughout the year? Would I try to to game the system somehow? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you could
1: to a certain extent, but at the same point, you like need your guys to play. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to be rusty. Yeah. So maybe they play them a little less or whatever. But you know, it doesn't matter if you just go to the playoffs if your team gets like blown out and embarrassed in the playoffs. You yes. know.
0: Yes. But I think everybody has at least a decent shot once they get to the playoffs.
1: Well, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to the bathroom?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to log off. Have you ever done it? If you're going to the bathroom, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, um, I thought you guys had some XLB ideas. Mine was the only
0: one. <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing, XLB fans. I, I, we've come up with a lot of XLB ideas over the years. The ones that... I would honestly try to... First of all, okay, let me start it this way. I'm doing a terrible job right now. My number one favorite XLB rule is the ball is always live. So regardless of if you hit a home run, the ball is still live. You are allowed to climb into the stands to retrieve the ball to try to get the runner out. And if you happen to have a friendly home crowd who wants to help you out, They can just toss the ball back to you. I think that would be genius. The two that I would seriously consider actually recommending to Major League Baseball is getting rid of all intentional walk rules and saying, if a batter gets walked on four pitches, it's a double. I think that would be a good rule. And so instead of going to first, you send him to second on the walk? He goes to second on the walk.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so like, if there's runners on second and third, and you, like, walk the guy to load the bases to get runs. the force out at home, No, the guy get, from third
0: would actually score? And the guy from... Yeah, the guy... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the guy from third would score. Like, getting rid of the intentional walk, essentially. And getting rid of the intentional walk as... I, I also don't like the new intentional walk rule. Where you just say, "Walk him," like yeah, me pres- presto, he is walked. I just yeah, like
1: that that's stupid. Yeah,
0: because I liked it when the catcher would stand up and they would throw four pitches and everybody in the stands would boo.
1: Yeah, I, like I that. It. Also liked it when they fucked it up. Yeah, and they like, <laughs> threw it over the catcher's head and the guy scored from third base. Yeah. It'll never yeah.
0: happen again. That's like no. the most
1: embarrassing thing that can happen in baseball, and it will never happen again.
0: Exactly. Well, <laughs> the other embarrassing thing in baseball, maybe not as embarrassing, slightly less embarrassing, is being
1: owned by Derek Jeter. Yes. Yeah. Good call. That is, that's, that's the more... new most embarrassing thing,
0: <laughs> I to would have s- your
1: franchise owned by Derek Jeter.
0: I would say walking in a run. Like right? balking in a run. I said walking, balking too, walking in when the bases are loaded and you walk in a run. So I think that if a pitcher walks a guy with the bases loaded, the other team gets two runs. That counts double just to really rub it in the pitcher like in the pitcher's face as he sucks.
1: Right. Or it counts double against his ERA, maybe.
0: But not in the game?
1: I don't know. I feel like. A run is a run? You know, if there's like an error and somebody scores, it's not a two runs. Or maybe it would be in this scenario. Yeah,
0: maybe it should be. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that.
1: (laughs) Maybe like if you walk in a run, you have to spend like the next half inning instead of sitting on the bench, you sit in this like glass room that's open at the top, and all the fans get to throw rotten tomatoes at you. <laughs> we Some, call, it, call it the pit of shame.
0: <laughs> Somebody I had looked at on Twitter had a great rule where they said Alex Rodriguez. I would disagree with that. But that as part of his contract, Alex Rodriguez gets to play a half inning for any team he wants each game. And I think it would be hilarious if it were, you know... You had to play Pete Rose in your right field for at least half an inning each game.
1: Or like every time like <clears throat> uh what was it? It was King of the Hill, I think, where like Bobby joins the track team uh-huh. and as like a motivate he's like really bad at track and as a motivation mode like if one of the guys was like slacking off or something in practice, the coach would make Bobby do their event in the meet, and he was like <laughs> so bad that was like really embarrassing. <clears throat> so, like, what if it was like if you made an error in the field, the next half inning, somebody like a circus clown was playing your position. You know what I mean? <clears throat> or just like walking around with big shoes, like squirting water out of their lapel. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do know. That is a great idea. <laughs> and you have to be ball boy. Right, and you're the, you're the ball
1: boy. No, you're in the shame pit. You're in the pit of shame, which also is right in center field. It's like an obstacle in the in the field. It's a big glass room in the middle of center field with, like full, with a lot of for like tickets throwing tomatoes
0: at little bit little gladiator style. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: just but, like <laughs> really, like just insulting you so bad and throwing tomatoes at you. Are you
0: allowed to catch the ball if it's hit to you? If you're in the pit of shame? Yeah. Yeah. That's an automatic out. <laughs> yeah. If they get the ball in the pit of shame. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, alright, well we got we got ideas, we got letters to write. Ah, so many ways to fix baseball. We didn't even talk, we didn't talk about a lot of things. Like, people were striking out too much. Um, but yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. We're at one hour, eight minutes right now. If you listened this far, thank you very much. Check us out. Apple Podcast Store. Rate and review us. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. What am I forgetting? Email us. Tell us your ideas. WordPress. WordPress. Yeah. Dumpontheump.wordpress.com Tweet us. Tweet at us. Tell us why I'm wrong about why Cub fans are all Taylor Swift fans and they can't hold their alcohol. Yeah, they're like
1: the rest of Taylor Swift's 12-year-old fans.
0: Yeah, they love Just going to Taylor Swift. Eat their alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> they love going to Taylor Swift concerts and drinking exactly one vodka Red Bull. Yeah, when they get ice,
1: they love it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because that's their drink <laughs> of choice, the <is> Smirnoff Ice.
0: <laughs> also, Derek Jeter, god damn Derek Jeter. Yeah, no one likes you. Nobody likes you. Um, Stop trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? Carpet bag? Is that the word? Yeah, Yeah. it is. He's a
1: carpet bagging son of a bitch is (laughs) what he is. He's going
0: to show up in the sweet, sweet, working class blue collar town of Miami, Florida. And take Miami Beach. Miami (laughs) Beach and take those, those innocent people for every penny they had and leave them with nothing. That son of a bitch. All right, my name's Joel, signing off. Guys, any last words?
2: Nah. All
0: right, thank you, baby. Uh,
2: keep, keep your eyes on the Celtics. This uh, this We didn't get into the NBA yeah, we playoffs, didn't get into but the Celtics NBA won game one against the Sixers, and let me tell you what, boys, they're looking pretty sharp.
0: Yeah, well, Cleveland's down right now quite a bit to Toronto. Eh, three. Oh, no, nine. Never mind. (sighs) Cavs are done. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much. Have a pleasant night and a excellent tomorrow.
3: You know, a town with money is a little like the mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and dang if he knows how to use it. <laughs> Mule. The name's Landley. Lyle Landley. Lyle And I come Landley. before you, good people, tonight with an idea, probably the greatest. Lyle Lanley. Oh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville idea. <laughs> now wait just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. We're going to listen
0: to your whole idea thing. and
3: we'll vote for it. All right? <laughs> I tell you what I'll do. I'll show you my idea. I give you the Springfield Monorail. I've sold monorails to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North (laughs) Haverbrook And and by goodness, put them on the map (laughs) Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified, six-car monorail What'd I say? Monorail Monorail. What's it called? Monorail That's right, monorail Monorail, monorail, monorail
2: I hear those things are awfully loud
3: It glides as softly as a cloud Is there a chance the track could bend? not on your life my hindu friend what about us Brendan and slobs you'll be given cushy jobs were you sent here by the taboo no good sir i'm on the level the ring came off my pudding can take my penknife, my good man i swear it's springfield's only choice throw up your hands and raise your voice I what's it called I once
0: again jesse would be
1: proud of us next <laughs> the Main Street
0: Star. <laughs> Crap. 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 Sorry, Mom. The mob has spoken. Mono!
3: Mono, don't!